Where the hell have you been, soldier? Training, sir! Training, sir! What kind of training, son? Pizza training, sir! Welcome to episode 62 of Drew and Sam Talk Training. I am Drew Humboldt with Better Than Yesterday Consulting. And I am Sam with Fowler Consulting. And on today's episode, for those of you that are movie buffs, I wanted to name this episode after uh, Dr. Strangelove. If you've never seen that movie, it's a fabulous movie. You should watch it. That's why today's episode is Trick or Treat or How I Learned to Love Hunting Webbits. That's um, that's awesome. And this is, uh, if you listen to episode 61. This is the resolution of a cliffhanger. A teasing cliffhanger. A, the, the double dip teasing cliffhanger. That is correct. So I think Lucas needs to just drop in some Tom Petty again. And let's get this party started. So this party, we left off talking about having a plan uh, if you're a multi-unit supervisor and making sure that you get something done and seeing your bed made at the end of the day. And as we were talking about having that plan, I thought, man, what a wonderful idea it would be if you tricked yourself. And what I mean by that is I think you should have two lists. I think you should have the list that you're carrying with you in your day day to day, a list that is absolutely achievable, the list of the things that you have set out that come heck or high water, by the end of the week, these things are going to be done. But I think at home, you should also have the list of everything that needs to get done so that if you have an especially productive week and by Thursday you say, okay, my week's done, you say to yourself, but now I've got bonus time. And you go to that big, hairy, audacious list, and you you knock a, a couple of other things off of it while you've got time left this week. So you're never looking at the BHAL uh, every single day because it's going to be discouraging. So you trick yourself with this week's list, but you've always got the big list ready to look at on those weeks that you accomplish the this week's list. And then imagine how cool it would be to get home at the end of the night. And not only is the bed made, somebody has changed the sheets, too. Hopefully someone you know. (laughs) (laughs) Or if you're traveling like us. It's still housekeeping. Yeah, it's fine. I don't know. know I mean, unless I'm in Honolulu and it's uh, Cindy and I's newest, bestest friend, uh, Betsy. So, Sam, along those lines, when I teach my supervisor class, Uh, The last thing a supervisor should do in the store is a debrief. And then the debrief, they do a verbal, this is what we did today. And it's a little bit of a dialogue and they don't allow more than three action items to come out of the debrief, two for the GM, one for the supervisor. Then after the verbal, there's the written piece where we can put all of the details so we can absolutely explain the who does what by when. Now, most of the time when I'm talking to supervisors at this point, someone raises their hand and goes, but Drew, I'm only giving them two things to do. And I saw 65 things that need to get fixed. Where do the rest of the things go? And Sam, where do they go? They go to next week on the B-Hell. They go on the big, hairy, audacious list. 
And that's what you build your schedule or your priority list off of. Because if you start adding to that list at the end of the week, when you go, okay, next week, what do I need to do? You can start looking at that list and going, okay, what's urgent? What has to get done? Because there's some time crunch to it, right? Hey, specials might be changing. So I need to make sure that all the stores have updated posters. I can't let that wait three weeks, right? I've got to do that this week. That's got to be on my list. Super. but. Can I, can I push, I don't know, fixing the chip tile under the sink another week? Yep. Yes, I can. Right. Because I can, I can start to lay out my priorities and that's just not in my top 15 this week. It's 17. Cool. And next week it might be second because I got my 15 done. It might be 10th because I added some things that are our priority. But if you start to think of that list in that way, just like Sam said, I'm picking those, those three things a day. And let's assume for a second, as a supervisor, you're going to be working six days because of everything that's going on and how life is today. So it's six days. So I got 18 things I can knock off. Guaranteed, I'm going to knock off six. I'm not going to go home until I get at least one of those three things done every day. That list will get smaller. If you're a brand new supervisor, that list will grow very quickly over the first two weeks. Over the first two days. Yeah. That list is, is going to be big and hairy very quickly. Correct. But the nice thing is, is that suddenly it stops being added to because you're like, oh my gosh, we have to talk about walk-in cleaning checklists. And you're looking you're like, oh crap, I put it on that list last week. We're okay. I'll get to it. And that's the way this starts to work. And you start chipping away at that because that's the idea here, guys. This isn't a sprint. You're not going to build Rome in a day. Chip away to get ahead and not be behind. Yeah, I think that's a key. And if you're fortunate enough to be working for a leader that understands that, which I would say the situation we've been in for the last couple of weeks, I don't know how we get more fortunate. You've got to make sure that you're in this for the long run. And I think you just said it. I might, my mind might have been wandering a little bit about the sprint and the marathon. You were rabbit holing. It's okay. Yeah. It, it's not even a marathon. No, it's not. It's longer than that because a marathon has a set length and a set end. It is well, an infinite game. It is absolutely an infinite game. This is going to go on forever. And spoiler alert, your big, hairy, audacious list will never get to zero. Correct. Because every time we accomplish a goal, every time we accomplish a metric that we're looking for, if we're truly great leaders, and I believe most people listening to this podcast are, we're going to reset the goal. You know, in one of my leadership workshops, I talk about goals and why they're important and they help you keep on track and they help you see the finish line. And then I said, oh, by the way, here's the dirty little secret. There is no finish line because once you accomplish the goal, we're going to move the finish line. And that's we're not going to move it because we're business owners and we're greedy and we want more money. We're going to move it because we're competitors and we want to win and we're either getting better or we're getting worse. Think of this like um, a sports ball reference for a second. This isn't about the team saying we want to win the Super Bowl. This is about getting a first down and being able to make that little first down move. Hey, I made it. And then the first down marker moves and you got to do it again. And again. And again. And again. And in this case, there's no end zone. You just keep getting first downs. And that's all we're trying to do. But it allows you at the end. There, Goals have to be there because we have to celebrate the wins. 
we have to celebrate when we accomplish something because if we don't that that treadmill gets kind of monotonous right so so we have the goals not to say to sam's point we're greedy leaders we want more squeeze 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 it's not that at all it is completely the goal is there because we need a point to celebrate and you have done such a good job that we're going to celebrate this because you accomplished it and once we've celebrated now here's the new one and that's okay now, leaders, please don't move the first down markers before, like, like it's third and a couple inches. Don't, don't move the first down markers. We're close enough. We'll go for the next goal. Allow the chance to celebrate, even if it's a high five. And I think that's really important. We've got to make sure that just because we're trending way above where we were, let's get to the goal. Let's celebrate and then let's reset. And leaders, it's okay to reset the goals in your mind before that they, before they are accomplished. 100%. But keep that to yourself until the goals are hit. Take a minute to celebrate and then reset. I mean, even Bill Belichick. Who? Bill Belichick. I don't know who he is. Due to the various uncertainties surrounding my position as it relates to the team's new ownership, um, I've decided to resign as the head coach of the New York Jets. He coaches... <laughs> The Patriots. I don't know who they are. Hopefully this, this press conference will go a little better than the last one I had. <laughs> but that's all behind me. I'm uh, tremendously excited to be here, to be a part of the New England Patriots organization. And even though on the surface he is the most unemotional person you ever see, I've seen him after playoff wins or after clinching a division say, we're going to take a minute to celebrate this. And then we're going to get back to work. And I don't think he's talking to the press. No. I think he's talking to his team. Yep. Yeah, yeah, guys, it's okay. This was an accomplishment. Celebrate it for a minute. And then we're going to get back to work. I think the teams, whether it's in sports ball or pizza or banking or, or whatever team it is, the teams that celebrate like they've never been there before never return. May I add to that slightly? I think you should. So in last episode, we talked a lot about supervisors. That same thought process holds for, for managers as well. Managers, hey, welcome to the podcast. That you should do something more than show up today. There has to be something you accomplish today. And I wanted to say that because this whole idea of celebrating, I've seen a lot of great leaders Franchisees to supervisors, franchisees to GMs, celebrate down to the GM level. Your celebration should be your team, the whole team. The CSR that works three hours a week, they're on the team. Celebrate. Like, like when, you're, when you actually accomplish something that matters, uh, the OA pictures with the five-star team and, and the people that happen to be in the store at that moment get the picture because that's when that snapshot occurs. But let's be realistic for a second. It happens because everybody on the team, even those not in the picture, helped accomplish that. So in a perfect world, in Drew's world, there are two OA pictures. There's the one that happens at that moment with the team that's there because congratulations, you were on the field for the last play. Then there's got to be the big team picture. I'm a hockey guy, Sam. And I love when they win the Stanley Cup, how the whole team, the coaches, the equipment manager, everybody gets on the ice behind the cup and gets that picture. Hockey's the best. Sport. Hockey is so the best sport. 
I like could cry because hockey is just amazing. Everything about it. Including the fact that somebody hits somebody else doing like 28 miles an hour. It's yeah, like, I'm going to pull us out of this rabbit hole because okay. we'll die. <sighs> okay, but, but it's the whole team. The team, the team, the team. And if we think that way, all of us, everything that you do, you take into consideration what effect does it have on my team. And think what a great thing it is to be a part of something that is the team. So, so leaders, when you get that OA and you, you take that five-star picture, legit, get the whole team together for one more picture because everybody was in it. You did it because that, that, that five to nine close or five to close driver Thursday and Friday who's not in the picture helped clean that lobby, helped clean those tiles, helped deliver those orders, helped make those pizzas, whatever it is, right? Get everybody involved in the celebration because they're all on the team. Now let me spin it around the other way. If I am that driver and everybody else is celebrating and I'm not involved in it, am I really on the team? No, not in your mind. No. And perception is reality. So celebrate with everybody. So um, in this episode of Trick or Treat, uh, we're absolutely done with the trick part. Trick your part. Trick yourself with the big, hairy, audacious list. And sorry, I go right to um, um, Parks and Recs with treat yourself when you when you say that. That's all. That's all. Right. all. Treat awesome. yourself. Jim, it's my reference. You got it. It's fine. Someone got it. Maybe start going. So now let's get in where now we're talking about the treat and we're talking about the celebration. Yes. And, and we're really good at big, hairy, audacious celebrations. In other words, the bee has us. So, um, don't ever do that again. Okay. Yeah. Are we at the little celebrations? If you are trying to change behavior in your restaurant and let's talk about something as simple as the Coke cooler being stocked and faced. If you walk into the restaurant and you're the night manager and you walk by the Coke cooler and it is stocked and faced, you should stop in your tracks and say, who stocked this? And give them a high five because we are all dying for recognition. We are all dying to be heard, to be seen, and to be recognized. And if you want to change behavior in your restaurants, you've got to change the way that you recognize people. The only thing you ever do is coach, 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 coach. Then every time sound comes out of your mouth, somebody is saying, what did I do wrong? Correct. What I started last weekend, and as we're talking about this, I need to reinforce it and really kick it in the high gear. Um, one of my key stores here, helping in Salt Lake, is the store that's in the Walmart. And what I started doing last weekend was anytime somebody did something good, I Ric Flared them. Woo! I'm in a Walmart. When you woo in a Walmart, other people randomly woo as well. Right now, I'd just like to send out a shout out to the folks in 308 and 312. Because they just got wooed as well. If you think about it, though, and, and this is why having this conversation is great for me, because I'm going to reinforce that that's going to be our I did something good call. And if you think about this just for a second, if I know poor Lucas's ears just blew out, if. If I do, if I see that stock co-cooler and I woo 
everybody now in the store knows something good happened. And if their response is to woo as well, it creates this team bonding moment. And, and there's all the endorphins and brain magic that happens when we as a group do something together. Right. So find your thing. I, I, I am old school and there's just something about that Ric Flair woo that just gets it. Like everybody knows. And it's amazing that when people hear it, they just randomly do it too. So have your thing that when you celebrate, sure, it's a high five, but now like share the high five around, right? It can't just be with that one person. Share it, make it bigger. I don't mean like spend money on it. I mean, like just involve everyone. Yeah, you know, I'm no psychologist, and I didn't even stay in a Holiday Inn Express last night. No, you did not. But what you're talking about here is highly contagious, and this is how I know that to be true. If any of you listening have ever had the unfortunate experience of being in a restaurant when I'm there and it's busy, you know I can be a little crazy. We were in Draper. Kent and I were in Draper with Austin. Um, who you may remember, I sent the video. He's the goat. Oh, yes. Literally. Yes. The goat. The goat. Not the greatest of all time. No. Although he could get there. Literally, he makes this goat sound that will just make you almost pee your pants. Yeah, he's a goat. So we're in there and I'm just being me. I'm being crazy. And we come in the next day and Austin walks up to me and he says, Sam, I just want to let you know that I took some smelling salts today to see if I could keep up with your energy. That's awesome. So when you start Ric Flaring, woo, in them, woo, or you do your Austin goat, or you do whatever it is you, thank you, you do whatever it is you do, then people are going to start doing it too. Because the first time you are going to feel uncomfortable doing it. But well, once, we have no shame, Sam. So there's never an uncomfortable correct. moment. <laughs> but, you know, much like the discussion you and I were having before we recorded, once something starts to be normal, other people want to do it. Correct. And if we're normalizing a sense of we're not normal inside the Domino's Pizza Store, which, by the way, if you haven't seen that video, Google it, Domino's, we're not normal. We're not normal. I, I mean, we do things inside of our restaurants that produce results that nobody else is willing to do because... Everybody wants to have their earpods in and listen to their music and not talk to human beings. They don't want to be crazy. They don't want to be excited and have fun. And the restaurants that you and I walk into around the country, the ones that are being not normal, there seems to be more humans there. It's amazing that when you're, you attract, let me back that up, like hires like, and you get attracted to things that are like you. That's just human nature. And that's whether you're looking for a significant other or a job. And, and if I bring that high energy and, and, and I'm Rick flaring and I'm wooing, there's going to be some customer. It's going to be like, this is not for me. And you're 100% right. And there's going to be some customer who walks up and goes, holy crap, this is kind of funny. And they're going to join in. And then they're going to start talking to you. And then you go around the corner and give them a little QR code or a mini app. And next thing you know, they're starting tomorrow. Yeah. And, and, and positive energy is contagious and negative energy is contagious. You leader gets to make the choice. You know, Mike's got page one and we're reading it and we're learning it. And we're living it. And we're trying to role model. And I think 
I think on page one, the thing I like best is we hire happy, smiling faces. Yep. That's the ticket for getting on this team. You have a happy, smiling face. And you and I have said it before, and we we probably say it in workshops in front of people all the time. Hire the smile, train the tasks. Happy, smiling faces. You got that. You can go anywhere and they will deliver treats to your customers instead of the tricks that we are delivering. All treats, no tricks. And that's what we want. We want to make sure. Let's circle back a little bit more to the... Do I have rabbit holes that we have to go down soon? Well, you had list. I mean, this is why it's I love to hunt wabbits because Sam told me he had like a half dozen rabbit yeah. holes for this episode. Yeah, I think the rabbit hole we need to to go down is the one we went down in episode sixty one with the supervisors and the planning thing. And I think we owe it to the general managers that are kind enough to listen to this podcast to tell them that they've got to have a daily plan. So, what is their bed that they have to make every day? What is the one thing that's going to make their restaurant better today than it was yesterday. Absolutely. So, and it doesn't have to be something earth shattering. It could be today we left and the Coke cooler was stocked. Today we left and the mop bucket actually got emptied and rinsed out. It can be something that simple. And there are no tasks in your store that are common sense. I'm sorry, there just aren't. It's not common sense to know how to wash the dishes. None of your team members grew up in a house with a three-compartment sink. And a lot of your team members grew up in a house with an automatic dishwasher where mom and dad loaded and emptied it. So it's not common sense to know how to wash the dishes. It's not common sense to know how to mop the floor. Last night was the first time in years where I had a manager in charge look at me and said, if you're driving tonight, you're on my team and team members in my store clean two panels on the walls before they leave. Isn't that amazing? I haven't heard that in years. And I looked at him and I said, happily, I know how to do that. Had I not known how to do that, he probably would have shown me. I'm sorry. I, it almost made me cry last night when he asked me to clean two panels of the wall with the FRP. Just, and, and I know that sounds really silly, but it's an old store. It's a really old store. And, and for him to want to clean these two panels, I guarantee there are stores much newer that didn't have that happen in their stores last night. And, and for him to be on board as a second day assistant manager. Yeah. I mean, that's just amazing. It speaks to whatever his previous job was and the leaders were, or, yep. or even deeper, it speaks to how his parents raised him. So, Correct. so that's really cool. Yeah. You know, we talk all the time about leading by example. And when I'm doing my leadership workshops, I tell people, nobody ever tells you the dirty little secret, which is you don't get a choice. You do lead by example. The choice you get is what example to lead by. And as we're spending time here in Salt Lake, and honestly, if I look back over the last five years, all of the just amazing leaders that I've had the opportunity to work with and help develop their teams, all of them lead by the right example. And Saturday night, Mike Rompel Oh, you're going to talk about this? From I the, didn't think you would talk about this. I did not think you would share this with everyone else. From the top. Wait, 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 wait. Dear listeners, I want to set this up correctly for you. That There was a small, competitive, non-monetary wager associated to this following story. And I think what's more important is to know that this small, non-monetary wager was never spoken of until the end of the night. Correct. We both knew, Mike and I were driving side by side. We both knew we were in competition with one another. And it was never spoken of until the end of the night. 
when um, Mike thoroughly and completely kicked my rear end in driver efficiency. So that wasn't the point of my story, but I'm glad. By more than a run an hour. 1.4 runs per hour, if we're being honest. Uh, He was at 4.2 runs per hour. I was at 2.8. I've been doing this for 40 years. I've never, ever been out hustled. And Saturday night, I looked like a turtle. I am fairly certain if you want to Google what it looks like to see uh, Barry Sanders run over people from 20 years ago, that's what Mike Rumpel looked like cutting through customers in the lobby. Yeah, it was crazy. And, you know, the real... Ezekiel Elliott, maybe? Is that a more newer one? Derrick Henry? Does he run No, let's over? let's stick with Barry. I like Barry. Well, and as a Lions fan, I don't get much to root about, so I'm certainly... No, Barry's a good one to I'm certainly for. not yeah. going to put an Ohio State Buckeye. Okay, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. All right, continue. So the real point of the story, though, is, you know, we put out a call that we need drivers at this store, and Mike shows up, and what he doesn't do, and what a lot of us do as leaders, is he didn't come in and start to point out everything that was wrong. He came in and looked for what needed to happen to help the customers. And he immediately started prepping the food that he needed, that he knew needed to be prepped without saying anything to anyone. And what that made me do is look around and see what needed to be done. Because there's no way he's going to outwork me too, although he might have. So you know, as leaders, when we go into a situation, we've got to take inventory of everything that could be better, but that's not the time to talk about. We've got to make sure we get in there and do what needs to be done. It's just so important that we just do it, that we role model the desired behavior. So, you know, you're talking about cleaning the walls and you may remember um, that when that rush was over, you came to the back of the store and I was at the very low sink uh, washing pans. Yeah. And then Mike came back and said, what do you need me to do? Not this needs to be done. This needs to be done. This needs to be done. He understood who the leader of that restaurant was, even though he was three rungs higher on the ladder, it's their restaurant. And we've got to find out what they think is important. And the leaders that are brave enough to say, to the Drew Helmholtzes of the world and the Mike Rompels of the world. This is what I need you to do. When they're brave enough to say that, just do it because then they're going to respect you. Not because you're willing to clean dishes, because you're willing to allow them to run their restaurant. It's their store. It's part of the reason why when I teach the supervisor class, I tell the soups that they should ask to come behind the counter because I need to set up that, that command and control kind in the store and it's the GM store. The supervisor's just supporting. You always got to ask to enter a store because it's not mine, it's yours. And we've talked about this list and you want to have purpose for the visit. To me, if you walk into the store and it is obvious that another set of hands would be in the best interest of your customers, your list should go in your back pocket. And the next thing out of your mouth should be, where do you need me? And then wherever they say, that's where you go. And hopefully you've built up a relationship with the leader of that restaurant that they know where you will add the most value and they put you there. If they don't, don't correct them. Just go wherever they said they needed you. You know, back in the day before Cutting Edge, I would walk into restaurants that they had no idea who I was other than they'd heard my voice. Get the out the door times you're looking for. 
There's a pizza ready now. I turn that off everywhere I go. Yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, it's annoying. <laughs> I mean, it's a voice of an angel, but it's annoying. It goes off at the wrong time. <laughs> so I would walk into a restaurant and say, hey, man, I've got I've got some experience. Where would you like me? And they'd say, put stickers on boxes. And on the inside, I would say, okay, that's what you want. But on the outside, I said, okay. And I was the best labeled sticker they'd ever seen. Somebody says, what can you do? Then I say, you probably get the most value if you put me at the head of the make line, because that's where I'll be in the way the least. But we've got we've to make sure that we're utilizing the talent. I am so far down the rabbit hole, I have no idea where I'm going so it's um that's you, amazing we're in the rabbit caverns we're in the dama void <laughs> <laughs> gone so we're tricking and treating we're tricking yes. ourselves we're treating with rewards yes help me get back on track no it's why we learned to love hunting wabbits because we were rabbit hunting today we were going down sam's list of rabbit holes because that was your double teaser from the previous episode cool now that said celebrating with your team. Yeah. Not just the team that's there. Get everybody involved. Everybody. Because everybody played some part. Absolutely. Even the driver that worked one shift a week. If if you want to go next level with that and you're like me and you're in a Walmart store, I know I was. Nice. You're, you're welcome. Wow. This episode is better than yesterday, brother. It, it is. And that's why it's next leveling. Is. Um, I'm in a Walmart. I'm going to involve the customers in everything I can. And that Ric Flair woo gets customers in, which, by the way, helps you uh, find talent because the people who are attracted to, to that energy will come to you and say, how do I be a part of this? Right. So celebrate with your whole team. Involve your customers when you can. Have a purpose every day, whether you're a GM, whether you're an assistant, do one thing to make yourself, your team or your store better. That's not you. So that's amazing. I'm going to take us down one tiny little rabbit hole and then we'll land this plane. So we've been having our debriefs at Walmart. Yes. And last night I was at Walmart. Yes. For the 30 minutes I was there before um, the meeting started, I heard welcome to Walmart 472 times. Hello. Yeah. Every time he sees a little kid, it's it's hello. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Lawrence is great. I, I've talked to Lawrence many a times. He tells horribly inappropriate jokes, which have finally made him stop doing. But but Lawrence Lawrence told me he is paid by Walmart to say welcome to Walmart. And so he, so says, he says welcome, welcome to, Walmart. to Walmart to every single customer. And if it's a child, like say under 10 or 12, then they get a hello. And when they're leaving, they get a bye. He is. I mean, this is going to be a reference that most of our listeners won't get. But is it live? Or is it Memorex? Yeah, it's the same. It is. It, it is, is play number, take one, number two. Is 100% the same sound. Welcome to Walmart. Hello. Yep. Uh, okay, so here's a question for you. Yeah. We'll go down the rabbit hole just a little bit. Fire away. So is hello better or worse? And not just a chance to take a jab, but is it better or worse than get the out the door times you're looking for? There's a pizza ready now. Ooh, that's a good question. I, I, would I mean, have to, I don't think there's even a clear cut. I think there's a clear cut choice. So, so with the welcome to Walmart and hello, I at least know when it's coming and why it's coming with the voice. Now it comes at random times. Like we routed a driver out the other day and didn't have a run up and the driver was out the door and then it sounded. 
that's a issue that Pulse is working on because it is timed from the order time. Fabulous. It should be timed from the load, load time, time now that we're initiating load and go to, to have great experiences for our customers if we don't have enough resources. Right. And so that's not my fault. I'm just the voice. Oh, no, it's totally your fault. I totally blame you. Sam Fowser recorded that sound. He programmed that sound. He coded that sound. He shared that sound. He turned it on on all the stores. That's my hello every time. But you know what? I just heard what before I said hello or what I saw. I saw Dustin Hoffman. In Rain, Rain Man. Man. Yeah. 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 Bought Now, and now understand that, that Sam is talking about Lawrence and, and he says his welcome to Walmart and he says his hello to every kid. I've been at the Walmart store uh, 11, 11 of the last 11 days. And there are four other greeters that work at that Walmart store. And I know all of their names, but Lawrence is the only one who greets every single customer. And who says, thanks for shopping Walmart to every single one that leaves. So he understands page one. Correct. And he executes it. Correct. Even though for him, it's got to be mind. Because listening to it, it's mind. Yep. But as well, he Lawrence, says, that's what he gets paid for. Good for you. Yeah. Cool. Uh, that's and like that's Fred what, Factor stuff. That's, he's, he's being the best Walmart greeter he can be. And that's what I got paid for. Yep. Get the out the door times you're looking for. There's a pizza ready now. You recorded that for corporate. I know 100% you didn't get paid for that. No, I was on salary. No, I mean, yeah, regular pay. You didn't get an extra for that. There yeah. wasn't any hazard or danger pay for that. No, but if I'm being honest, that was, that was a fun day. Yeah. And yeah. it's, it's kind of cool when, when I say it live in a restaurant and people go, oh my God, you're that guy. So it's kind of fun. I, I had my moment like that when I got to record some sounds for the pinball machine. So yeah, I got you. Really? Oh yeah. I've never played the pinball machine. Yeah. It, uh, Nate Schuling and I are the two voices on the pinball machine. Oh, I love me some Nate. And I love me some you. I appreciate it. All right, cool. Well, it is, uh, it's time to land this plane. All right. This has been episode number six, two, 62. How have we gotten this far? Sam? Episode 62. Please like us, share us, follow us. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, buy billboards. If you send a picture of the podcast being followed by you, we will send you a fabulous hat pin. Episode 62 is in the books, hunting wabbits and all. I am Drew with Better Than Yesterday Consulting. And I'm Sam with Fowser Consulting. As always, gang, please, please, please go out and sell more pizza. And have more fun. That's all, folks.